0: GNAC Insider, the weekly interview show that takes you inside the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Hear from student-athletes, coaches, and administrators from one of the premier conferences in Division 2. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry. From Seattle to Tampa, Idaho, and to Monmouth, Oregon, and
1: beyond, this is GNAC Insider, your look and update on the happenings around the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. And we are very pleased to have you aboard for this first edition of the 2014-2015 sports seasons. I am your host, Robert Lowry. And on this edition of GNAC Insider, we have a very action-packed show. Coming up, we're going to be talking to Dave Hagland. He is the commissioner in his third year now of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. We're going to be talking about expansion of the GNAC coming up a little bit later in today's episode. Also, we're going to have the opportunity to talk with Keith Hackett. He is the athletic director up at the University of Alaska Anchorage. The brand new Alaska Airlines Center is getting set to open. They have a lot of activities and festivities planned in connection with that debut We're going to have a chance to talk to him as well, and also we're going to have the opportunity to talk to Terrell Watson, Azusa Pacific running back. What a big Thursday night he had in leading Azusa Pacific to a 26-23 victory against Grand Valley State on CBS television. A nationwide audience got an opportunity to see GNAC football, and uh, Terrell is just having a tremendous campaign, and he joins us now on GNAC Insider. Terrell, thanks for joining us here tonight, and again, have you come down off the high from this past Thursday's victory at home against that tough Grand Valley State opponent?
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we celebrated the win on after the game on Thursday, Friday, but going to Saturday and Sunday, we intimately got our minds ready for Humboldt, so Coach says talking about Grand Valley, is talking about the ancient days, so now we're game week on Grand Valley now, on, on well, Humboldt, sorry.
1: Sure, I get that. But tell us a little bit about playing in front of a, of a national TV audience, a big crowd down there, and on a big stage. That had to be, uh, if not the biggest thrill, certainly one of your biggest thrills as a collegian. Is that fair to say?
2: Yeah, definitely. Our fan had f- 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 packed out at the stadium. Being able to play on TV in front of millions of people was awesome. I know for me and all the players, we truly enjoyed it, and it was great just to to show everyone like the world where APU football is about.
1: Now, I've had the pleasure of watching you several times play 6'2", 240 pounds. You've got a lot of tremendous speed, and Azusa Pacific certainly knows how to get you the football. But saying that, did you have any indication that you were going to be the only person who was getting the football in the overtime session against Grand Valley?
2: Absolutely. going to Grand Valley when we go overtime, I've proved we all I mean, if we can't get twenty five yards on a on a run a run game, then we should not be on the field. So totally fine getting the ball as many times we did on overtime. I mean I want to win the game, we want to win the game. Doesn't matter the game. Doesn't really matter how we want, we need to win.
1: And you got the big victory without any question. Two hundred and two yards, forty two carries three rushing TDs, 218 all-purpose yards. And, again, you carried the ball every play in overtimes, 11 times for 50 yards and two scores in that overtime session. When you got into the overtime, did the team and did you individually feel confident that you could come out with the victory?
2: Yes, definitely. I mean, we practice overtime every day at practice. So overtime for us, just another practice, another day, just some one more quarter we had. So it's one of the things where I was our whole team is perfectly confident knowing that we could get twenty five yards and drive drive this football down the field and score and we have total confidence in our defense that our defense will have to get a stop we need and we'll win the game. There's no lack of confidence going into the going into overtime.
1: Now on the sideline this past Thursday night was Christian Okoye, a man who had a tremendous career in the NFL after prepping at Azusa Pacific, and a man whose records you have beaten there at Azusa. Have you had the opportunity to develop any kind of rapport with Christian?
2: Yeah, I talk to Christian all the time. He'll come around practice. He'll talk about stuff I'm doing. He'll tell me stuff he did that can make me better, a better player, like being conditioned, knowing my body and stuff like that. So I've learned a lot from him.
1: Tell me some of the other things he's told you about. Has he given you any tips from the running back standpoint? Because certainly, as we mentioned, he had a storied career in the NFL along with it as was a Pacific. Has he passed along any other tips to you in that regard? Well, it sounds like we have lost our connection with uh, with Terrell Watson. Terrell, sorry about that. If we can reestablish Hello? Uh, can I, Yeah, still there. Terrell, Hello. can you hear me?
2: Yeah. Yeah, okay, ahead.
1: sorry about that. Sorry. What I was asking about was, give me a, another particular or two about uh, maybe what Christian Okoye has told you or what he's helped teach you. And has that made you a better running back?
2: Yeah, Christian practice, you always tell him to keep my eyes open. So as a running back, we got to pretty much see the whole field, not just where we're going, but where we could apparently like possibly go. And it was one of the things as a running back, he knows that getting hit a lot and a lot would take a toll on your body. So it's one of the things like just be smart, like, like keep sure of your body, eat right, and stuff like that that will allow me to get 40 carries, 50 carries, a minute, takes to win a game.
1: Yeah. Now, along with playing football, you're a sociology major down there at Azusa Pacific. At some point, your football career will be over, maybe after an NFL career of your own. But once football is over, what do you plan to do with that sociology degree? What do you want your long-term career goals to be?
2: Well, I've always wanted, I was two years old, to be a top, a SWAT, and then hopefully eventually be be in the DEA. So it's one of those things. I just love serving. So my process would be top, SWAT, and one day hopefully DEA.
1: Well, hopefully that uh, that day, Terrell, is a long time in the future. Terrell Watson, Azusa Pacific running back, the reigning GNAC Offensive Player of the Year, he led all GNAC rushers last year, and, well, the way he started with that big victory against Grand Valley State with 202 yards, there's no telling that he may not do it once again. Terrell, thank you for joining us tonight here on GNAC Insider. Time now for us to take a look around the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. In Ellensburg, Central Washington's volleyball team finished with a 4-0 record in the Hampton Inn Wildcat Volleyball Invitational over the weekend. The Wildcats beat three ranked teams, including number eight Cal State San Bernardino and 11th ranked UC San Diego. Central, which was previously unranked, moved up to 13th in the latest ABCA poll, which was released yesterday. Three other volleyball teams received votes in this week's poll, including number nine Western Washington, which won three of four at the Wildcat Invitational. Northwest Nazarene finished with 12 votes, and Alaska Anchorage received 17. Now, in addition to Azusa Pacific's 26-23 football overtime win this past Thursday, another GNAC team defeated a football powerhouse Saturday. Down in the Lone Star State, Humboldt State came from 11 points down at half to defeat Texas A&M Kingsville 27-14, snapping the Lumberjacks' 13-game losing skid. In Helena, Montana State Billings Jr. Robert Peterson won the Carroll College Early Bird Cross-Country Invitational on Friday, Peterson was the only competitor to break 19 minutes in the 6,000-meter event. In the preseason national cross-country poll, two GNAC teams made it to the men's top 25. As Alaska Anchorage came in 8th and Western Washington placed 18th. In San Diego, Western Washington senior Ty Hastings scored the game's only goal as the Vikings men's soccer team outlasted ninth ranked UC San Diego on Saturday. Hastings earned GNAC Player of the Week honors for his efforts. Now, don't forget to check out the other Players of the Week and the Red Lion Team of the Week at GNACsports.com. GNAC Insider is going to be coming right back your way after this timeout.
0: Make sure to follow the GNAC on social media. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching GNAC Sports. And visit us on the web at GNACsports.com. GNAC Insider will be right back.
1: Now is the perfect time to enjoy a romantic stay at the Coeur Resort. Book a lake tower room with a cozy fireplace and a world-class view of Lake Coeur d'Alene. Take advantage of Beverly's renowned wine cellar and five-star dining. Or enjoy the resort's many luxury amenities, including our award-winning spa, indoor pool, and fitness facility. You just can't beat the view from the Coeur Resort. Packages start at just $189. To book your getaway, call or visit CDAResort.com.
3: Every time a student learns something new, makes a discovery, or helps a team, it's not just good for that student,
1: it's good for the whole community. At St. Martins University, we know the impact a well-prepared graduate can have on the world. That's why, last year,
3: we extended more than $11 million in scholarships to our students, because the more we invest in them, the brighter the future becomes for all of us.
1: And welcome back to GNAC Insider. I'm your host, Robert Lowry. And up in Alaska, the city of Anchorage, University of Alaska Anchorage, to be exact, they are getting set to open the Alaska Airlines Center, a brand-new 5,000-seat arena on the campus of the University of Alaska Anchorage. And joining us now on the phone line from up there in Anchorage, Alaska, is the athletic director at UAA, Mr. Keith Hackett. Thanks for joining us here tonight, and boy, I tell you, it has to be an exciting time to be a Seawolf with the unveiling of this new arena in Alpanas. Is that fair to say?
4: Hey, Rob, yeah, it's great. We're very excited, but hey, before we get started, I want to wish Terrell Watson and uh, Azusa Pacific uh, a great game this weekend there at Humboldt. That sounded like he had a great game, and we're always happy for our conference schools to have success.
1: Let's talk a little bit specifically about this new Alaska Airlines Arena 5,000-seat facility. I guess, first of all, can you talk a little bit about the process to getting this facility built? Because this isn't something you throw up overnight, certainly.
4: No, Rob. It took probably over the course of about the last 10 years, uh, many people have been working on it. uh, Long process. It took us a while to secure the funds. You know, Rob, it's a $110 million facility and that didn't include some of the fundraising we had to do to get some of the bells and whistles in the building. So it took a little over two years to build, too. So there's been a lot of time gone between the concept, development, and and, and completion of this project. very, very exciting.
1: Which of your teams will be calling this new Alaska Airlines Center home?
4: Well, you know, Rob, great question. Twelve of the 13. So all of our outdoor sports, the ski teams, those 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 teams, cross country, track and field, and of course the women's volleyball program, men's and women's basketball, gymnastics, so the only team that is not going to physically be in the building is our men's ice hockey team, and they're going to stay over there at Wells Fargo, and we're doing some renovations and remodels to help them as well.
1: Now, in terms of this center, a lot of folks are going to see it from just the uh, just the arena site, the 5,000 seats within the arena. But there's a lot more to it. You talked about bells and whistles. What are some of the bells and whistles in this new facility?
4: Well, Rob, that's a great question and I think our fans, once when, when our fans come to, when, when the fans of the GNAC come to, to Anchorage to watch their the other teams in the conference compete, they're they're going to be very, very excited about what they see. We have a full-service restaurant that's going to be open 360 days a year, luxury suites, uh, a special club seating area, we have an auxiliary gym for other things, but uh, I think what the, the great thing is going to be is going to be that this building is not just for sports, it's not just for Seawolf Athletics, it's going to be a community building where we're going to host uh, big community events, concerts, you know, Tim McGraw is going to be here for two nights in October, 28th and 29th, and we're close to having sellouts for, for both shows. So we're going to have the best entertainment that comes to Alaska is going to perform in the Alaska Airlines Center. So it's going to be great basketball, great volleyball, great gymnastics, of course the GCI Great Alaska Shootout, and the top entertainers that are going to come to our state are going to perform in the Alaska Airlines Center.
1: One thing that really impressed me about the process up there was the fact that in 2010 voters in your state approved a bond measure providing sixty million dollars for the arena. What does that say about the kind of support that the citizens of the state have for the University of Alaska Anchorage?
4: Well I think it says a lot. I think it says a lot for the, for the citizens of Alaska to have that much confidence in us to manage and and develop a project like this. but. It's going to be, and this is a this is a project for all of Alaska too. We're going to have the ASA basketball tournaments here, the ASA volleyball tournament, you know, all kinds of, you know, hopefully the Native Olympic Games, those sorts of things. It's going to be, and I guess you'd use the term community sort of project where it's the community and the university bonding together as well as the rest of our constituents around the state to to host events here. So it's. You know, it's, it, we're very excited that the state has had enough trust in us to, to pass that bond initiative.
1: Let's talk a little bit about some specifics. When does the facility open, and what are some of the grand opening week events that will take place along with that grand opening?
4: Well, Rob, we opened last week. We, uh, had, a, a, you know, we had a sneak peek uh, tour of the facility for about 300 people on Thursday last week. We had the formal dedication, and, you know, with, the, with the, the governor was on hand, Mayor Sullivan, Brad Tilden, the president chief executive officer of Alaska Airlines was here. So we opened the building officially last week, and we our women won the Spring Hill Suites Invitational last weekend by, you know, here in the building on Friday and Saturday. So we're already open. We had a we had a big dinner on Sunday night, Bob Bodine, the the, probably the top search firm executive in all of professional sports and entertainment, was here for the weekend with us to talk to our student-athletes, and we hosted a dinner event, and he was our after-dinner speaker. Uh, we have continually have events this week. We have a Taste of Alaska event tomorrow night, a 9-11 tribute on Thursday. We have a very, very cool uh, drive-in movie out in our parking lot we're showing Jurassic Park and a you know food truck rodeo and then this this Saturday and Sunday the Alabama Shakespeare on our, Alabama Shakespeare here on Saturday and we have an all day concert event the Howle on Sunday so we have about 10 days of of exciting activity that to be honest Rob I'm going to be I'm going to be really excited when it's over so I can get back to my routine
1: <laughs> well it doesn't sound like there's any grass growing underneath the uh, the Fun. building there it's going to be a very, very busy place, and, and maybe not quite to that extent, but do you expect uh, these kind of events and, and two, three, four events, I don't know how many, per week to be held in that facility pretty much perpetually?
4: Well, you know, we got to get a good feel for the building. It's probably going to take us about a year to get comfortable. I know that we're going to have four, five, or six major concert events in the building every year. So that And then there will be some smaller events. But, uh, yeah, this is going to be a building where, you know, we have to make it operate. This is a business. And we have to operate the building like a business, so
2: we're going to have
4: all kinds of events going on. We had the, we had a large rotary group here today, 127 people for lunch, that, you know, that's how we make money. We make money on big and small events, but it's it's part of our obligation to the citizens of the state of Alaska to treat this like a business. So. We want to keep it as active and busy as we can. We'll have a lot of student activity in here. We have an auxiliary gym that's going to be open to the campus, you know, most of the evenings unless we have events in there. We have a small rec center weight room that is going to allow our students to use either the Wells Fargo or this, this weight room. So we want people in the building. We want activity. I think that's what it's for.
1: Well, Mr. Hackett, I, I thank you for joining us here tonight. Uh, congratulations on what is obviously a monumental accomplishment up there, and hopefully before too long I'll have the opportunity to come up myself and see the Alaska Airlines Center and the, and shake your hand, and maybe you'll give me a tour when I come up.
4: Well, I look forward to it, Robin. I, I, I tell you, I think all of our fans and all fans of the GNAC, when you, when you journey to Anchorage, Alaska, you are going to be excited to see what we have here. I, Rob, no doubt this is the best facility in Division II athletics in America. There's no question in my mind. And probably better than half the Division I facilities in America.
2: Well,
1: Mr. Hackett, again, yes. Thanks for joining us again. Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk again before too long here on GNAC Insider. Thanks again. Okay, hey,
4: thanks, Rob. Have a great evening.
1: Thank you. We will. Appreciate it very much. Bye-bye. Keith Hackett, the Athletic Director at the University of Alaska Anchorage, joining us on tonight's GNAC Insider. Time now to take a look at what's happening this week in the GNAC. In football, play continues this week with Central Washington facing off against Dixie State, while Western Oregon travels to Burnaby to take on Simon Fraser. Also, South Dakota Mines visits in-state rival Black Hills State. Wrapping up the day are the big winners from last week with Azusa Pacific playing at Humboldt State. Kickoff down there in Arcata is set for 6 p.m. Men's soccer, Montana State Billings will be hosting a tournament on Friday through Sunday with the MSUB Rimrock Classic featuring San Francisco State, Colorado Mesa, and Colorado Christian. Moving up one spot on the polls to number two this week was Simon Frazier, which plays Azusa Pacific on Saturday. In women's soccer, this is the last week of matches before conference play starts for the GNAC. Half of the conference will be in California this week, taking on PacWest and CCAA foes. Two of these will be tomorrow as third-ranked Western Washington faces Cal Baptist and 24th-ranked Seattle Pacific challenges Chico State. Big weekend in volleyball, too, as eight GNAC teams will play in the three-day GNAC-PacWest crossover in Riverside, California, and San Rafael, California. Five of the top 35 teams in the country will be there, including ninth-ranked Western Washington and number 13 Central Washington. Alaska and St. Martin's will also represent the GNAC at the CSU Pueblo UCCS Classic on Saturday and Sunday in Colorado. And that's a look at this week in the GNAC. GNAC Insider is going to be right back after this brief timeout.
0: Fall is in the air, and you know what that means fall and winter sports. With more than 40 hotels throughout the West, why not take a road trip with Red Lion Hotels and follow your favorite team? With plush pillow top beds, free Wi-Fi, restaurants and lounges, we want you to stay comfortable. Visit redlion.com for the lowest rate guaranteed. Red Lion Hotels are proud supporters of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Hit the road with us. Red Lion Hotels. There's always a Red Lion nearby.
1: In old school terms, like when football players wore leather helmets, it was called getting your bell rung, high impact shots to the head. Today, we know a lot more about concussions, and one reason is an engineering team over at UAA.
0: This is an important project because we're learning that if concussions are not detected and left untreated, they can have a dramatic impact on people later in life and possibly lead to dementia and severe depression.
1: In a nondescript basement laboratory in the engineering department over at UAA, soccer balls are shot at a researcher wearing an electronic mouth guard that measures the impact of the ball hitting his head. The invention is patent pending and could... A, lead to better forms of protection, and B, allow instant diagnosis not just for athletes but for our troops as well. Innovative concussion research, just one of the amazing stories being written every day at the University of Alaska Anchorage.
0: Welcome back to GNAC Insider, the show that takes you inside the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry.
1: Welcome back to GNAC Insider. It's my pleasure now to be joined by the Commissioner of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference on tonight's GNAC Insider, Mr. Dave Haglund. And well, you've been a traveling man, you have been to Azusa. You saw last Thursday's football game. You've also made a trip up to Anchorage to see that brand-new Alaska Airlines Center. Dave, let's talk about both. First of all, let's talk about last Thursday's football game, the uh, overtime victory by Azusa Pacific. What was that like to be part of that experience there in Los Angeles?
3: Well, Rob, that was really tremendous. Um, it was a beautiful Southern California night, uh, and the stage was set, as you alluded to uh, earlier in the program. You've got CBS Sports Network, National TV, two top 25 programs, and, and probably... <clears throat> You know the best over the last 10 years program in Division Two in Grand Valley. They uh, over their last 100 games had gone 90 and 10. Um, but you had a a, a record crowd uh, supporting Azusa, and and just a, a great ball game uh, that went into overtime. So very very excited for Azusa and that huge win, and uh, it was fun to to take it in.
1: And I guess it's fair to say that the prestige of the Gene Act- in football, but maybe the conference overall certainly took a step up because of that. Is that fair to say?
3: No question about that. In fact, the rankings uh, just came out, and Azusa uh, made quite a jump um, uh, based on that victory. So uh, that's going to bode well for the, the GNAC down the line, no question about it.
1: Let's turn our attention from football to that Alaska Airlines Center up there in Anchorage. You've had the opportunity to see that firsthand. Describe what you saw there, and and what does that mean for the GNAC as well? Now that we have, as uh, Keith Hackett said a couple of minutes ago, probably the premier basketball facility in all of Division II.
3: I agree. Um, And in one word, it's stunning, Uh, inside and out. um, I'd heard a lot about it. Um, I I saw it uh, about a year or so ago when they were just putting the skin on the frame, and then to see it... um, uh ready for action uh, this last weekend. Uh just uh, simply amazing. Um wonderful design. Um and as you mentioned and as Keith mentioned, uh easily uh the best on campus arena in Division Two and certainly it exceeds um many, many uh Division one arenas. Um and, and as Keith said, um you know the actual venue, uh the playing court, the seats, Um, There's there's not a bad seat in the house, uh, but then all the ancillary uh, amenities, the the strength and conditioning center, uh, the sports medicine center, uh, all the coaches' offices, um, they've added the gymnastics training center uh, there. Uh, They've got a a, a very solid gymnastics program that um, forever has uh, has, uh, trained off campus. Uh, Now they've got their own place to Practice and compete right on their campus. They've got a practice court uh, that will obviously come in handy um, for the volleyballs and basketballs when there's crossovers and so forth, and certainly when they're going to host the uh, Great Alaska Shootout. Um, just, just a wonderful facility. They, they really did a great job uh, in having that building designed, and uh, uh, it, it's a treasure for the state and for the GNAC, no question.
1: I did say we were going to talk a little bit about conference expansion. Concordia has entered the GNAC as a full member and South Dakota Mines as a football playing member. Talk a little bit about expansion and how those two teams came to come into the GNAC.
3: Okay. Well, I'll start with South Dakota Mines first. They're an affiliate uh, in football um, uh, this year and next, and, uh, when they came into Division II about three or four years ago, they did not have a conference home. They, they thought they'd get into the RMAC, the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference, uh, but that did not come to fruition. And so uh, it was a good marriage for uh, South Dakota Mines and the GNAC. Uh, uh, we're looking for more uh, Division II football playing programs in the West region. And so uh, they filled a the need there. Uh, they also happen to be an affiliate uh in our men's soccer program uh, last year and this before they transitioned uh to the RMAC here in twenty fifteen. As far as Concordia is concerned, uh we've been working with them for over oh, the last two years as they uh explored their options and um the potential of moving from the NAI to Division two and uh, you know, over time I had a lot of meetings with them, did an official site visit um, last week.
1: Dave, we're going to have to leave it there. We're going to have to get into this more during our next edition of GNAC Insider. Dave Haglund, the commissioner of the GNAC Athletic Conference. Boy, running out of time for tonight's program. It's, it's been a big one. We're back to close out tonight's GNAC Insider right after this. timeout.
0: Remember, if you don't catch us live, listen to GNAC Insider over iTunes or at GNACSports.com. GNAC Insider will be right back.
1: Western Oregon University. Small classes, research opportunities, and new state-of-the-art science facilities. Everything from biology and chemistry to earth sciences and criminal justice.
0: Students have easy access to faculty who are invested in your learning. All the campus services practically guarantee your success. Start your science career now at Western. Learn more about the university where every student matters at wou.edu.
1: Well, just time to say that we'll be back next Tuesday at 7 o'clock. Join us then for our next edition of GNAC Insider. Until then, you're now a GNAC Insider.
0: You've been listening to GNAC Insider, an update on the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Remember to follow the GNAC through social media. To find us on Facebook or Twitter, search GNAC Sports and locate us on the web at GNACSports.com. GNAC Insider is a production of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference.